Que Spooky Podcast contains explicit language and content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Guest Spooky Podcast, where two guys scare each other with stories of the paranormal encounter. Oh wow! Welcome to Guest Spooky Podcast, where two guys scare each other with stories of paranormal encounters, urban legends, and true crime from around the world. I'm Andres, and I'm Kevin, and we've been gone for a while. Our hiatus. Our hiatus. But you know what? Did you pause it? No. Still going. <laughs> Fuck OG and E. <laughs> okay. Okay, there's a reason we were gone. We didn't just decide it. Yeah. We were out of power for a while because Oklahoma was was hit with a a really bad ice storm. We were out of power for almost two weeks. Almost 80% of the entire city was out of power. And OG&E, which is our uh, utility company here. Should we be saying their name? Fuck them. Yeah. Hell yeah. Blow them the fuck up. It's not that deep. It is that deep. It was personal at the end. Because they were like, this guy keeps calling. Let's not fix his power anymore. Let's just fucking take him off the list. Okay. Um. Anyway, anything else that's been going on? Um. COVID cases are up. Yep. Don't leave your houses. Please wear a mask if you're out in public. We have a new president. Yes. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to say about that. Just we have a new president. Anyway, next topic. You're uh, extra. I mean, I don't mind him. I'm just glad. People are more celebrating that Trump is out of office than people are celebrating that Biden is in office. Yeah, I'm pretty excited that he's out of office, actually. Can you imagine, like, the, the entire world, world celebrated? was celebrating. They were like, wow. Imagine if you get fired and the entire guys. world celebrates. Me at my current job. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he got fired. Bye. It's like the bad employee from your job. The employee that shows up late, never does anything, gets promoted, and is now leaving because now people have noticed that he's he's doing a shitty job. Wow. Love that for us. Okay, so who's going first today? Uh, you went first last time, so it's my turn. Okay, what do you got for us? Okay, um, I did the notes on this like two weeks ago, so... Pre-power outage? Yeah. Which would technically be three weeks ago now? Oh, yeah. Three weeks ago then. Okay. So, this story was suggested by my mom. Mm-hmm. Hi, mom. It's a creature of urban legend. Um, it goes by different names. Her name is Leslie Guanaba. She's known throughout Central America and Southern Mexico. Do you know about Leslie Guanaba? Si, Guanaba sounds like Guanaba now, which is a fruit. So then, no? No. Okay. All right, so sources, my sources are um, El Phonografo article by Nayeli Gomez, uh, Página 24 article by Alfonso Morales Casterona, El Portal del Miedo post by Eddie Dew, 
Chalatenango SV article. I think that's Salvador. Um, article on Guatemala.com by Gabriela. The Guatemala.com. A YouTube video by Turimagia Mexico and Wikipedia. So I want to uh, preface this story by saying that there's different versions of the same story, even within like the same country or the same region or even the same city. Right. Just like La Llorona. Yes. Mm-hmm. So La Ciguanaba, also known as the horse face woman, is a common feature of many Latin American countries' folklore. Uh, she's also sometimes called La Cigua or Masiwatli. Uh, the origin of the word Siguanaba is not fully agreed upon. Uh, some saying that it's of Nahuatl origin from Siwanawak, meaning concubine. Uh, some theorize that it's of Quiche origin, meaning cliff, but nothing has been agreed on. The other two words, Siwa and Masiwatli, do come from Nahuatl, and uh, the Nahuatl word Siwatl, meaning woman, and Matlatl, meaning net, kind of encompassing her as a woman capturing men in a metaphorical net or trap. Any questions so far? No. Okay, so the first one I'm going to go through is from El Salvador. Uh, so in this regional version, uh, the story is of a beautiful woman named uh, Siwewet, who had been a peasant girl who became queen um, after charming Yosun, which was a Nahuatl prince. Um, while her husband was away in war, she had multiple affairs with different men. And according to the legend, uh, one of the men was the devil himself. Uh, Lucifer. So, you know, we got a VIP. Um, according to the legend, one of the men... Uh, oh, I said that already. From this affair, um, Sipitio was born. He's known as Shipetotec from the Nahuatl or Aztec people as being the skinless god of agriculture. So, fun fact. What was his name? Sipitio. Uh, but to the <laughs> to the Nahuatl people, it, his name is Shipetotec. Um, like a... It sounds like a little toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Sipitio. Sipitiate los dientes. Hmm. So, Siwewet, uh, wanting to inherit the throne from her husband, uh, concocted like a magical potion to poison him. Um, and it see, probably had a Red Bull in it. Maybe. It was a Red Bull and vodka. Uh, the potion ended up making Yosin into a hideous monster. So, yes, it was a Red Bull and vodka. Oh, fuck. That destroyed parts of the city. Uh, the city guards ended up killing Yosin in order to stop the rampage. Uh, so unbeknownst to Siwewet, uh, Yosin's dad was Tlaloc, the Nahuatl or Aztec supreme god of rain, earthly fertility, and water. Yikes. That awkward moment when your husband's dad is a god? Why wouldn't she know that? Just girly things. Just girly things at that point, huh? Why wouldn't she know that? Why wouldn't she meet, like, his, her husband's family? Anyway. So when Tlaloc found out about what had happened, uh, he cursed Siwewet, uh, where she would be called Siwenava, meaning ugly woman. Uh, she would be forced to wander the countryside and turn into a horrible horse-headed creature at night. Uh, she appears to unlawful men at night near rivers in El Salvador. She is cursed to always be looking for her son, Sipitillo, who was also cursed by Tlaloc to remain a boy forever <laughs> and had his feet twisted backwards so he'll never be followed and remain alone forever. Like a little grasshopper. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so today, she takes the form of a beautiful woman that changes her face to look like a horse when she's approached. Uh, she targets unfaithful men, womanizers, or men that boast of their sexual adventures. She tends to appear in uninhabited places near dumps, ravines, and rivers. She'll draw men close to where they fall to their death in the ravine or river after she throws, uh, after she shows them her true face. 
My only question is what happens when she is confronted by a homosexual man that talks of his sexual sexual escapades? <laughs> Do they go out for a Red Bull and vodka or does she take him for being... Mm, that is up for the bait. The jury is still out for that. Uh-huh. Uh, supposedly, supposedly, if you see a woman bathing... or <laughs> Hold on. This part was fucking weird because I think this came directly from Guatemala.com, which is like, I think the country of Guatemala is like official travel site. I think Uh it may have been this one or a different one. But supposedly, if you see a woman bathing or washing clothes in a river, to be sure that it's not the Siwanaba, you have to shout out, No te vas a ir, Maria Pata de Gallina, which translates to, You're not going anywhere, chicken leg Maria. (laughs) 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 Could you imagine fucking tourists from America reading this and fucking just yelling that (laughs) shit? Chicken like Maria. If it's the Siwanaba. All the ladies washing clothes at the river. Well, okay, so <laughs> this is my additional part. But if, if it's the Siwanaba, she'll jump in the river and disappear. If it's not her, it's probably just a woman minding her own business and she'll tell you to fuck off. So <laughs> take your chances, I guess, in El Salvador. So as I mentioned, there's different varieties within Salvador itself. So I did want to mention a few. The other one is Guatemala. So the legend of La Segunaba in uh, Guatemala is very much the same as the one from El Salvador. The one major difference is that the legend in Guatemala says that the Segunaba used to be a young woman that was forced to marry a man 40 times her senior. Wait, 40 years her senior, sorry. I guess 40 times would make sense. Too. 40 times, yeah, if she's two. Okay. <sighs> when she tried to leave him, the man cursed her into a monster, which, honestly, I'm on her side at that point. In Antigua, Guatemala, the old capital of Guatemala, the Siguanaba is said to be um, said to wander around the city at night. She'll be encountered washing her hair with a golden bowl and combing her hair with a golden comb. Um, again, she, she's said to only appear to unfaithful men, and when the men approach her, she'll reveal her true face and cause them to die of fright. Um, oh, okay, sidetrack. Antes muerta que sencilla. A fucking gold bowl and a gold comb. Period. Um, so, Period. about dying of fright. So, my mom's grandpa, supposedly, he died of fright. What scared him? They don't know exactly what the true cause of it was, but supposedly, like, the rumor in the family is that he died of being scared because, supposedly, he was walking home one day and he saw, like, a baby in a trench like near the side of the road so he picked it up and took it home and um oh i'm not listening anymore i don't like this story <laughs> do you know this story i think i've told you this yes before. you haven't told me but i've heard a version of this story okay so she takes he takes the baby home and this is my grandpa or my i guess my great grandpa um he took the baby home and he asked his wife hey um what do we feed him we don't know like should we call the authorities and the baby responded in Spanish, obviously, saying, um, I eat a little bit of everything. And he, like, grinned to show his teeth, and they were all, like, needles. They all look like big needles, like fangs, I guess. So, supposedly, that's what scared my great-grandpa, and he died. Shit, I would die, too, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, so there's a local version, and that's the end of the tangent. Uh-huh. So, there's a local version of San, uh, in San Juan Comalapa from... Cachique Maya folklore that describes a woman with glowing red eyes and hooves for hands. She is said to wear a glittery dress and scare disobedient children and drunk husbands at night. I have a question. Okay. If she has hooves for hands, how is she holding the bowl and the golden comb? Very carefully, thank you. Okay. Um, so that's the version of Guatemala. 
like I said, it's not much different, but like even the the Kachike Maya people have their own version of it. Um, so the main one that my mom in- inspired this topic Queen was the one from Queen. her hometown. Well, not really her hometown. I guess her parents' hometown of Calvillo Aguascalientes, Mexico. Ajua. Ajua. Vamos para el baile compa. Okay, as I mentioned, there are very uh, there were there are variations of this legend even within the city of Calvillo. So at the end of the 19th century, a beautiful woman lived in Calvillo Vascalientes, Mexico. She was a mother and a wife and happily married. She had many gentlemen callers, but she always refused them as she was married. What? Gentleman caller. A gentleman caller. That it reminds me of Easy A. That was a reference to um the Glass Menagerie. Uh huh. Okay, so never seen it. it. It's it's a book, so never read it. Okay, she I don't had know how to read. She had many gentlemen callers. Oh, I said that. Okay, so one day a handsome man approaches her as she's crossing a beautiful old bridge, um, over a nearby river, and I guess she couldn't resist him, so they started an affair together. It lasted a, a really long time. Uh, oftentimes they met at the place where they had met, so like near the river. Uh, one day the husband found out about the other man, the other man. And when he found his wife and the man making love near the river, near the bridge, where they first met. In another version of the story, like I mentioned, the woman and the men... Why do I keep saying that? The woman and the man were at the woman's house when the husband found them in bed together. In a bout of jealous rage, he shot the man point blank. So, ba ba ba. For the woman, the husband tied her to a horse and then mounted it and dragged her between huge boulders until he disfigured and killed her. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it disfigured to the point where her face looked like a horse. She was just trying to get that bridge dick. Shut the fuck up. Poor She's lady. the new horse girl. Um, so again, in another version of the story, the husband didn't have the heart to hurt the mother of his children. So he stead, So instead, he cursed her and told her to leave the house and never return. She then went to mount a horse at the end of the family's property to, to leave. But as she approached the horse, it attacked her with its hooves and left her face disfigured. Um, after the event, married men would frequently would frequent the area with their lovers, and it became a favorite place for many of them to be unfaithful to their wives. Um, oh, however, oh. sometime after that, and this is speculation, this was off of a uh, Urban Legends website. Um, sometime after that, the corpses of those men would the corpses of those men would often be found dead in the same area or in the river. All the men that were found dead had 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 extramarital affairs. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she came looking. Oh, you remember La Sayona? Yeah. That sounds a lot like her. <gasps> oh, my God. They're friends. The bodies of the dead men seem to have been stepped on by multiple horses. The deaths were later attributed to the spirit of the woman that had died. The legend says that the woman's spirit was cursed and condemned to stay on earth and punish those that are, that are unfaithful to their spouse in Calvillo. Supposedly, if you are unfaithful, drunk, or are willing to, you are more likely to meet a beautiful woman in the dead of night with beautiful, long, dark hair and a curvy silhouette. But when she turns around, she shows her true face, that of a horse. It is said that she usually appears after midnight on Calle Gomez, Portugal, and near the Central Camionera, where a statue of the woman can actually be found. What, the horse face woman? Yes. What the fuck? They built a fucking horse face statue. And you can Google it. Well, don't pause this, uh, but just open up a new tab and Google horse face woman statue Calvillo. That's C-A-L-V-I-L-L-O. 
Well, it's got them double L's that make the Y sound. Yes. Yeah. So, the Central Camionera is, I guess, where, like, the all the city buses depart and return to at night. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, there's a huge statue of her there. Uh, so, the statue of a, is of a woman with what looks like an 18th century dress, a horse hoof coming out of her right arm, and three horse faces making up her head. You can actually take a photo of the statue located in the Central Caminera in Calvillo. And supposedly, if the statue's eyes are glowing, you've been unfaithful. Dun, dun, dun. And that's the story of La Ciguanaba slash uh, the woman with the horse face, the horse face woman slash the new horse girl slash and whatever. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. And like I said, like, I think most Central America and Southern Mexico has like their own version of it. So. It sounds kind of like the deer woman, too, that mm-hmm. Kim was telling us about. Mm hmm. Yep. Wow. So there's another thing that everybody has a version of. So if your family probably has a different version, you're more than welcome to email it to us and we will read it and be scared. Yeah. I'll be scared. <laughs> I don't know about Kevin. I can't feel anything. Well, he'd probably you'd probably look at the email and say, Wow, this is grammatically incorrect. Bitch. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. You're like, I'm not interested. This isn't right. That's not true. So okay. uh is it the palate cleanser now? Yes. Do you have anything? No. Rude. You uh-huh. you fucking never do. What the fuck? That's because my time to talk is at the beginning of the episode. Yours is the middle. I mean, you're welcome to add something. Okay. So what you got? Okay. These are just, like I mentioned, stupid shit that I think about throughout the day. Um, Do you ever get mad about things that happened before you, like the moon landing? No. I do. I'm mad. Like, why didn't they wait for me? I wanted to see it. We went to the moon in 1969, not 1970, but a year sooner. Okay. And when we got there, the astronauts felt fine. Mm. Thus, they smiled at each other and there was laughter. Okay. And that's the tea on that. Hmm. Do you know where that's from? No. I'm going to let everybody just figure it out. So you're not going to give us the answer? No, I'll tell you after the episode. Okay. Um. So nearby, another another thing, another topic... Nearby where we live, recently there's been graffiti of people writing Bible quotes. Have you seen it? I don't want to give the intersection of the street. Yes. What is up with that? (laughs) Why is there a religious vandal in our neighborhood? A religious vandal? A religious vandal. Do you remember when there was that Chinese place that was like rainbow? Mm, No. It, It used to be down the street. And then somebody graffitied it and said... Sinners are going to hell. <laughs> and for they a left- rainbow? Yes. And they left it up there for a really, really long time. Those, those Chinese restaurant owners were trying to say something. They're yeah. like, you know what? We agree. I'm just kidding. No, just like, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably that, too. They're like, our Chinese food is good, so who gives a fuck if we got graffiti on the wall? Period. Period. And what else has been happening? I finally got my black pink hoodie. Yeah, I got my Jisoo shirt. We're blinks. We are blinks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not, you better step it up. I'm a fan. I really like their Netflix documentary that they had. Oh, that was so good. It was. And I was like, wow, Jisoo's a queen and I wish I was her. I wish I was Lisa. She's so cool. Lisa could beat me up. 
Anyway. I wish so, you would beat your ass. Um, so <laughs> the other day, we went to this Korean restaurant. It was like a, it's, it's a supermarket, but they have a restaurant inside. So I wanted, what did I get? Like a sandwich with an egg roll. I don't know who was reading that order, though, because they gave me a fucking fried egg. Wait, wait. Do you remember? I ordered an egg roll and they gave me a fucking fried egg. Yes, I remember that. I'm sad. Why did you say Korean food then? I didn't say Korean. I said Vietnamese. No, rewind it. You said Korean. Okay, yes, I accidentally said Korean because I'm thinking about Blackpink. I meant Vietnamese. (laughs) And he didn't believe me. He actually went back to check. (laughs) Because I swear I said Vietnamese. Anyway, it's not a big deal. But yeah, I was so fucking sad, dude. I was so looking forward to that food, and they gave me a fucking fried egg. It like, if I wanted a fried egg, I can make that at home. It wasn't even what you... We, uh, like, we ordered vermicelli bowls. There was nobody else in the restaurant. <laughs> and your order was, like, wrong, and mine was good. And I was like, damn, this shit's good. And you were like, I can't relate, because I didn't get what I ordered. Because I had a fried egg and rice. <laughs> and that fried egg looked kind of sus. It looked like it had been fried five hours before that. They probably... I don't know. Honestly, I don't... I don't know what their train of thought was. It's very perplexing. I'm very, I'm very disturbed. Anyway. So I like the food. Um, what else has been happening? Um, well, when I wrote this down, they had announced it, but they're in the Candyman movie remake trailer came out. Yeah. Weeks ago when I wrote this note down. Yeah. Uh, but that's exciting. Yeah. Remake that movie used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. I don't know if I mentioned this on the on the show, but because um, it's set in Chicago, I thought the movie was like a documentary, like, you know, real life. So I was like, oh, my God, guys, don't play with the Candyman. That's real. Wow. But now I just know it's an urban legend. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else has been going on? What else do you have on your list? Was that it? Oh, 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 oh the big one. Okay. So my sister, Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi, Carla. Oh, no, I have another thing, actually, before I get to that. See, you're like, what? so what are we going to talk about next? I'm like, there's more things on your list. Yeah, I but then I, I put my phone down. Okay, yes. so <laughs> one time Andres made me go to the store and get a lettuce. But I am dumb. No, can I tell the story, please? Okay. So <laughs> I went to work <laughs> and I said, hey, Kevin, can you go get me a head of lettuce? And Kevin says, sure, I'll go pick it up for you. By the time you get off of work at 10 o'clock, dinner will be ready and you will have lettuce. I don't remember what it was that we were eating. So tell me why I go to fucking work and I come back and I didn't eat all that day because I was ready for dinner. I was like, "Mm, this is going to be so fucking good. It's going to be delicious as fuck. And I get home and on the counter is a big ass fucking head of cabbage. It was fucking cabbage. And then, and then Kevin proceeded to try to gaslight me and tell me that it was lettuce for like 10 minutes before I was like, bitch, try this. And it was cabbage. How am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know what a lettuce looks like? (laughs) They don't look the same. They do to me. Well, open your eyes. Well, why did God do that? Why? Maybe you just need a better prescription. You needed a better prescription back then. Maybe that was. I think actually that's right before you got a prescription. (laughs) Like your prescription changed on your glasses. Exactly. Oh my God! I still fucking think about that sometimes. I think about that shit. I actually told Brittany last night when we went to pick up our to go order, but I told her about. Okay, so this happened like last week. 
um, we went to the mall, and I said, I want a boba drink. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I want a boba drink. Why do you expose me? I want a boba drink, but I'm driving, so I want you to order mine. I told you exactly what I wanted, and you were ordering it, and you said, hmm, I want one too. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We pull up to the place to have our order ready, and Andres gives me the email confirmation. He not only ordered one for me and one for him, but he doubled our order, and they gave a $200 fucking tip to the people working there. (laughs) Okay, in my defense, when I made the order and went to the cart, it said, your order has timed out. You need to reorder. So then I refreshed the thing and then ordered again. And then it's like, hey, do you want to leave a tip? And I'm like, you know what? It's been a pandemic. They're not, they're, their inside's not open. They're probably so hurting. $200. So I was like, let me give them a $2 tip. And I think I didn't notice that I, there was extra zeros there. Um, and yes. so, yeah, it was like $215. Those workers there were like, what the fuck? They were fucking laughing at me. Well. Then after they were done laughing, they were like, you can have the other two drinks. I you. mean, they had already made them, so. Yeah. But yeah, so I was mad, but then I remembered my my cabbage fiasco, so I guess we're even. Yeah, why were you mad? Because I wanted my drink and you charged an extra two hundred dollars to that my never, card. That never even went through for two hundred dollars. The order wasn't finalized. There was no authorization code. Anyway, so okay, back to the last thing that I mentioned. My sister sent this to me, even though I kind of saw it on Twitter. I think it's an article about ghosts. Let me pull it up. It is called "Why Do We See Dead People" by Patricia Pearson. It's a very long article. I read it. I swear, it's on the Walrus dot ca uh basically she goes through different studies of a possible scientific explanation for an apparition yes you know what actually i think i saw that too it was very like a very interesting read like one of them was like nine countries participated in a census of hallucinations including the united states um it was organized by William James, who is considered the father of American psychology. And there were about 17,000 responses in total. It was basically a survey. And it said between 7 and 19% of the people experienced sensory hallucinations at some point in their life. And the sensory hallucination to them was basically, have you seen a ghost? Have you visually seen a ghost? Out of that, 7 to 19% said yes. But you guys are welcome to look up the look up the article. I think it was trending on Twitter Um two weeks ago when we were living in the hotel and that is all i have um can i just say that um since we're only doing one episode a month mm-hmm. i think we should say happy birthday to maria and if you want us to say happy birthday to you please send us an email when your birthday is, and we'll put it in our calendar <laughs> oh my god no can you imagine do it we, we don't have what? that many listeners right now. Okay, now. It'd be fine. But what if we grow bigger? Okay. I doubt it, since we're only doing one fucking episode a Thank month. Thank you, Sweden. And Texas. Sweden. When was... Whose birthday was it last month? Look in the calendar. Yeah. Because technically... My sister's this is, birthday? This is the episode for last month, because we couldn't record last month because of the power outage. Mm-hmm. So, happy birthday, Carla. Do you want us to say your age? No. Okay. Um, She's 22. Okay. Queen. 
She's a quinceañera again. Quinceañera. Um, I... Oh, one last thing. We just bought... Or I just bought... <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So that's all I'm going to be doing all month until the next episode. So I'll keep you guys posted if you, you guys better care. Fucking help like, me subscribe. Today. That's all I'm going to say. Like, subscribe, and share this video with a friend. Smash that motherfucking like. Um... Hit the bell icon for notifications. We're moving on. Oh my god, what if I start a YouTube channel? Never mind. Moving on. Okay, so now it's your turn. What do you have okay. for us this month? I have, month? for us, the story of the town of Miznebalam. Okay. Yes. The entire town? I just clicked my tongue, I'm sorry. Don't do that. You're going to have to edit it out. Yes. Um. Okay, so Miznebalam is located 20 miles north of 20 minutes north of the town of Merida in Yucatan. So it's in the Yucatan Peninsula. In Mexico. Misne is the Mayan word for tail and Balam is the word for jaguar. So the name of the town literally translates to tail of the jaguar. Oh. This region is very tropical with warm weather, very rainy periods, and tropical animals. Lizards and bugs are plenty, so take some bug spray if you plan to go visit. Uh, Misne Balam is an unofficial tourist location. This town is a very famous ghost town in Mexico that people frequently visit. And actually, if you're uh, it, if you're on a cruise and it happens to Port and Progreso, you can actually take a tour here if you're docked for a few hours. Mm-hmm. It's uh, there's not like an official tour guide that does it. It's more like people that <laughs> let you rent their bikes or ATVs and then let you drive out there, like locals. Yeah, there. locals. Mm-hmm. Um, I read some reviews on TripAdvisor and this lady named Kelsey was very unhappy with the accommodations of the tour and she didn't fucking oh. realize that it was just some random person letting her borrow an ATV. Kelsey. Yes. Uh-oh. <clears throat> One star. Let's see. Um, people report uh, shadow people, full apparitions, voices, being touched, and a feeling of general sense of unwelcome when they visit Ms. Nebalam. Miznebalam actually started out as a beautiful hacienda. In its peak, it had at least 200 residents. The architecture of the hacienda, if you look at it in, in pictures, it's very run down now, but it's actually really beautiful. It's like stucco, there's open courtyards, dark woods on the inside. Um, uh, they even have swimming pools, and they're dried out now. And there's even they even have a little cathedral where they used to worship. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was pretty much like an... Um, a, a one-stop shop for the people that live there. Mm-hmm. The owner at the time uh, it was Don Fidencio Marquez. He was a very wealthy person. It doesn't really specify if he was like new money or old money. I think he was old money. And so he just decided to break into the textile uh, the textile boom of the early 1900s. Uh, this hacienda was very famous for making an akin, which is like a fiber from agave and this fiber is literally used for everything it's made they use it to make rope for boats because mm-hmm. it's very strong they use it to make like potato sacks you know like the old style potato sacks that were like fibrous yeah and like idaho idaho potatoes sure not okay. plastic but i know what you mean <clears throat> so what made the hacienda so successful is that it manufactured an important textile at the town called and again it comes from a species of agave plant called agave for- forkroids. 
and again was used as a strong fiber to make rope, sacks made of fiber, and for hauling seeds or fertilizer in mooring boats. If you don't know what mooring is, it's a process or action of tethering your boat to a buoy, a, a buoy, a buoy, <laughs> or an anchor so that it doesn't float away while not actively steering. So, you may ask, why did this become a ghost town? Well, people think it's from the decline of the productivity of the hacienda and the paranormal activity that plagued the townspeople. So, at the time, Don Fidencio and one of his sons managed the hacienda with tons of other workers. Don Fidencio was a millionaire that decided to burst into the industry and provide jobs and new trade for the people of San Ignacio, a nearby pueblo. And it is said that Miznabalam was really popular because uh, Don Fidencio was a very nice man. He, uh, as well as making housing for his workers, he fed them at the end of the day and at the beginning. So, like, he had the servers or his uh, house people make everyone food and feed them, as well as if they wanted to learn a new trade, he was always willing to teach them what he knew. It was very much like he was successful, so he wanted everybody else that worked for him to be successful and happy. And so this was the, the beginning of the 1900s. So... They were pretty lucky, like the working conditions sound like they're a lot like what they are in the later 1900s, because back then in this day, you would get whipped. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have rights as a worker in the early 1900s, Yeah, especially in Mexico. It was right after the revolution. It is widely believed that the nearby haciendas in the same industry became alarmed from the success of the hacienda, so they decided to attempt to take Don Fidencio out of the picture. So... On the night of October 22nd, 1921, walking back to Miznabalam from San Ignacio, they were assaulted. A group of men beat Don Fidencio, his son, and some companions with him within an inch of their lives. So they almost didn't survive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of new sources that I've seen that say he did pass away, and a lot of them that say that he didn't. There's not a consensus. It's like half and half, split down the middle. So I decided to just go with that he lived. So, uh, Don Fidencio's son managed to get his father to Merida to seek urgent medical attention. From this point on, Don Fidencio and the son did not want anything to do with Miznabalam. They were like, we're not going back there. They came back, had somebody pick their shit up, and they left and never came back. And so, they left the hacienda for the workers to run. Mm-hmm. And so, this from this point on is when the the hacienda started to really decline because a lot of the workers didn't have experience in management. And, like, they didn't have experience in management. They didn't have experience in, like, um, accounting. Like, all that goes into a business. It was more like they all worked the fields and the textiles and stuff like that. So, uh, it really negatively affected the hacienda. So, pretty much the people that beat the shit out of Don Fidencio got what they wanted because they took him out of the picture. They didn't kill him in some accounts, but they took him out of the picture. Another series, so a few years after this. So, you know, this Miznabalam started to decline, and then something really serious that happened several years after uh, Miznabalam lost Don Fidencio is that uh, is the story of Juliancito, and this is fact. Mm-hmm. It's verified. Yeah. Like something you can see, like, in newspapers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the story of Juliancito. Juliancito was a little boy that was five or six years old. So, it said that when he was playing around, the foreman of the hacienda sexually assaulted him took him and sexually assaulted him a five or six year old oh no yeah so i mean obviously it really affected him negatively and so i guess like this little five or six year old didn't know what to do and went to a local priest and he told the priest what had happened and as you know like if you're catholic the priest 
is bound by a what is it called the seal of confession mm-hmm. so if it's something that you're confessing that you've done in the past they can't tell anybody if it's something that you're about to do like hey i'm about to i'm about to go kill that lady he can talk about because that's a crime that's getting ready to be committed mm-hmm. but since it was something that had happened he couldn't talk about it so that night juliancito hung himself from a tree he completed oh, wow. suicide a five or six-year-old hung himself oh from a tree on the premises of the hacienda. And so the next day when they found his body, the priest was so distraught because he's like, I could have done something about this, that he went out and told his parents. And he's like, hey, I know exactly why he completed suicide. The foreman sexually assaulted him. Mm-hmm. It's not your guys' fault. And I guess somebody tipped off the foreman because at that point, the foreman got his shit and left and was never seen again. Nobody ever knew what happened to him. Man, fuck that guy. So he got away and he got away and nobody knew what happened to him. So he could have been living his best life somewhere else. If I see that man, it's on sight. Well, this was like a hundred years ago, so he's probably dead now. I'm gonna fuck. If I see him, it's on sight. If I see him in the afterlife, it's on sight. So after this happened... It's when the hauntings really started to take off. And it and people think that it's because of what happened to Julian, the abuse he suffered and the way that he died. So mm-hmm. it's like a it made him it and so like they were talking about how like people would start to see Juliancito's ghost. And they would see him running around, they would hear his cries, or they would hear him laughing. But like they were like, Note, this is not a good entity. It's a very malevolent entity. Mm-hmm. It was oh not God. a good child spirit. It was an evil child spirit. That poor because baby. Because it was actually, like, I guess he was so angry and, like, so vengeful when he died that he, like, people say that it's, like, more like a demon entity than it is a ghost. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went to someone that he trusted. Well, yeah, and- like clergy. He mm-hmm. went to somebody in the church and they didn't help him. And so people have, have reported seeing, like, a, a child with glowing red eyes running around. Hell no. There's, you know, like your typical poltergeist activity, like items moving, noises. You hear kids crying, kids laughing. You see him, like, you feel unwelcome. You feel like somebody reported seeing the ghost of Juliancito and feeling like like their life was about to end. Like, they were so scared, they almost had a heart attack in that moment. Oh my like, God, like dying of fright. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's like a theme in this episode, but like... <sighs> This person reported that they felt like they were about to die. Like something, mm-hmm. like they're just about to be like, like you're watching anime and then the bad guy's like, huh, you know, moves. And then like the person gets sliced in half and then they fall on the ground and they're dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it felt like that. Yeah. Oh my God. So relatable. Right. Um, I was going to say more in the lines of there's something like internal about humans that we know when something evil, like, like how if you were bring around like that one time. That you brought your friend over to your dog and your dog didn't like him, the dog knew. People are kind of like that too. You always have like this feeling about someone or something like. I'm thinking more along the lines of like you walking across the street and you look to the right and there's a fucking car five feet away from you and you know that shit's about to go down. Like you can't even move. You stop breathing for a second. Okay. That moment. Like yours is a better analogy than mine. Yeah. But I mean, I still stick to mine. That's fine. But anyway, so that's what that's what this person described it as. And a lot of people were like, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So they're like, this is not a good child spirit. It's like an evil child spirit. So and you know what they say about child spirits? That children are pure and they move on. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see a child spirit, it is a demon. 
pretending to be a child because it's in a, they're because in a child has like yeah so no. who knows maybe it is a demon so i guess like That's people so were sad. saying that so like the residents started moving out and so from this like this really dark thing that happened this negativity like the town started to like swirl with rumors people started moving out there's so much negativity the hacienda was going out of business and it made the black friars slash monks appear so this is another apparition world? that comes out what so in the world people started seeing a monk in black walk the hacienda sometimes at night in the day and obviously it's a ghost so if you got close enough it would disappear but they were saying that like they would see it walk into the chapel and sometime at one time a person ran behind and said that the monk was like standing on top of like a ledge with its fucking arms out in a cross and was floating towards them and disappeared like t-posing yes t-posing power posing out of control that's a no from me. I'm sorry. I feel I'm against the wall and I feel like I have to, like something's behind me. I have to turn around. No, nothing's back there. So that's what people reported. And and people like to this day, when they visit Ms. Navalam, they say that they see the monk or they see Juliancito. Oh my God. Yeah. Hold on. I was, yes, I'm going to say it. I want to go. <laughs> I do. I want to go too. And um, they're, I looked it up on YouTube, so I got most of my information. I watched a video from Mystery World. I was it was the one that I suggested people watch. It's mm-hmm. the same people that made the uh, the, the, about the, duendes. the duende video. Mm-hmm. Yes, they also made one about Miznavalam, which is how I got the idea. I watched that video, and they walk around, and there's plenty of YouTube videos. If you just type in Miznavalam video, there's plenty of YouTube videos where people that actually speak English, or you can turn the subtitles on, that do ghost. You know, ghost hunting there. Hell no. So, I don't know. Something about something about a a what is it, monk in black or whatever? Yeah. There's something about that that's very Because it's supposed to be religious. A monk yeah, is supposed to be religious and then to see them like that, it's kinda scary. It's like, like a corrupted nun. religious figure. Like seeing the nun. Yes. It's just very strange, very unnerving, mm-hmm. unsettling. So okay, so next I tried really hard to find some like first accounts. So other than the the YouTube videos that I suggest everybody watch, mm-hmm. um, I all I could find was this one account of somebody that actually spent the night there, and it's actually very interesting. So I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell the story. I had to translate it from Spanish, mm-hmm. but I'm literally gonna tell you tell it to you word for word for how they described it. So this person is Manuel V, and they didn't want to just they just wanted to stay like that. They wanted to stay anonymous. Or as anonymous as possible. As anonymous <laughs> as possible. I guess give enough information so people know that it wasn't fake. Because mm-hmm. if somebody's like submitted by anonymous, that's like no sleep. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, I was I got pulled into a underworld under my bed and I came out. This is a real Ooh. story. Stuff like that. It's like very fantastical. Not clickbait? Not clickbait. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, okay, it started out. We wanted to do something different, more dangerous. We had already gone two or three times before, but to do the standard stuff. You arrive, you walk a couple of hours between the old houses, the mountains, and you leave. We decided to take a tent to camp and stay there a full night. At the time, we all felt very brave, and since one of them had been a Boy Scout, he thought it was going to be easy to get there and camp. It was a Thursday night, and another friend took us in his car. He dropped us off, but didn't stay. It's funny because when we got off and he was leaving, he asked us what time he, we wanted to be picked up to go back to Progreso. 
but in our brave plan, we told him no, we would stay. The fact is that we were walking around. We went to the cemetery above, cemetery area, but for some reason, instead of camping there, we went where the houses and a well are. At about three in the morning, we went to bed, and suddenly, as if it was a horror movie, we felt how someone or something began to pull the tent on us. As if something very strong was pushing us on one side and pulling us from the other. We started screaming like crazy. It felt like forever. But after a few minutes, everything stopped and we exited the tent. We realized that the tent was about 50 meters from where we had set up camp. With a, without a doubt, it was not a prank because there was three of us inside the tent. How much strength would the entity need to drag us uh, so at a, such a considerable speed? Had there been several people pranking or playing a trick on us, we would have noticed. We were alone, the only people visiting the site. Almost immediately, we grabbed our things and ran to the farmhouse covered in graffiti. We obviously did not sleep. We waited for dawn and our friend went to look for us. The truth is that we hardly talk about this for fear of being teased and above all because until now, we don't know exactly what happened. But believe me, I will never do it again. Oh my god. That reminds me of, um, I think it's called like the Devil's Playground or the Devil's Triangle. I think it's like somewhere in um new england but it's like a clearing like a forest that doesn't grow anything and people that have said that they camp there and that the next morning their tent has been like moved out of the clearing yeah I re- oh yeah i remember that mm-hmm. and that people disappear there sometimes mm-hmm. and they're never seen again yep so it's very reminiscent of that um there's signs everywhere in Mis Navalam that you should be careful when going in and you can't stay there but there's not any guards or anybody protecting it. It's not like a protected site. Well, it's more like It's literally a fucking rest. ghost town that you can walk yeah. into and walk around in. Dude, this reminds me of Silent Hill. Kind of. So, Silent Hill, get on it. So so far this is the story of Mis Navalam. This is what I have and I really want to go. Wow. Good job. I thought it was creepy. Yeah. And watch the videos. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. There's like yeah, I want where to watch people it. do like ghost, uh, ghost hunting on there and stuff like that. There was like mm-hmm. a lot of videos, so I guess because I guess it's like a very popular place to go ghost hunting. The thing that always makes me so mad is that you go, like, I get all these great ideas to do research about these places in Mexico and like all other parts of the world, and you watch these ghost shows and you know people go there, but then you look on the internet and nobody has any fucking personal accounts to talk about that happened when they were there. Yeah. It's so annoying because you know that some good shit has gone down there and you want to talk about it, but it's like no place has any information. Yeah. I ran into places like that, especially like in Mexico where most of the sources are like YouTube videos. Like I don't want to, I don't want to re a replay or a recount. Yeah. Rehash YouTube video. Right. Yeah. play by play word for word like mm-hmm. the things you know it's it's and it's because i realized that a lot of these places like these legends are told like m- like word of mouth mm-hmm. these people are like oh no vayas en balam porque pasan yeah. estas cosas and, and most of the most of those stories don't ever leave those areas right yeah like, it's always like oh that that town a few streets down from us don't go there because of this right and, and people have all these stories and that like they tell word of mouth but they never mm-hmm. write it down or they never post it on the internet which they really should because well, it, it, it's a way for us to like keep track of our history yeah. so but it's so it would be so much easier to do with some of our research sometimes and for some of the fucking information to match to be like <sighs> he died he didn't die he died he didn't die he died he didn't die he was never even there 
Yeah. I, I mean, we've it's mentioned like, it before. Yeah. Some sources in other languages not being as parallel to others. Right. So. And it's just, it bothers me because I want to present facts. Mm-hmm. And it's like when it's kind of subjective like that and I have to choose. I don't want eventually, like, if we got a bigger audience to say, well, actually, this happened yeah. and you're wrong. Well, that's why we're kind of leaving it in the open, saying, like, if you do have different variations of these stories, send you're it in. Always welcome. Send, to send us it a in. link. Hell yeah. We always want to learn. We want to learn about things. Yeah. And if we ever offend somebody by the things that we say or, like, we're saying something wrong, you guys are more than welcome to send it in because not a lot of things that, like, for indigenous people, not a lot of things, you know, lot things that we don't know yeah. are posted online. Like, you don't see an article that's like 15 things not to tell a Mayan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like more. That's true. Cultural. It's like you have to be there. And people are like, oh, don't use that word because that word means this here. I mean, also, yeah. But a lot in Mexico, like the, the I don't even know what to call it. I know there's a word for it. But, like, this Mexican identity that intentionally erases, like, Afro-Mexican and indigenous people, like, to a lot of mainstream Mexican media, it's normal. But to those minority communities, some words or terms or even recounting of some traditional stories can be completely offensive. Yeah. So. Plus, we're trying to be very inclusive. But also, we're we not want to scare you guys. Yes. We're not trying to be, like, the fucking generations before us that don't give a fuck. Back in my day, yeah. we could just pull ourselves from our bootstraps. Ugh. Well, those bootstraps, they ripped centuries ago, babe. So is that all we got? Yeah. That's all I got for today, too. Mm. So when's our next episode coming out? Um, the end of this month? couple honestly, weeks? Yeah, this was supposed to be October episode. So we're going to so have we another better, episode we in better. a couple weeks. Sure. I mean, we can also do one month from today. I mean, it's our show. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, sorry we miss you guys. Um, it did kind of suck not having everything prepared, especially for October, dude. That's yeah. like that's like spooky month. We went from being spooky all year to like the apex. When it mattered, this was, yeah, this was the fucking climax. And OG and E said no. Well, who but, knew that October this year was going to give us a trick instead of a treat? Oh my god! Didn't Britney say that there was like four trick or treaters? Yes. A total of four. For us, like, yes. we were at your cousin's house, Midori and Rigo. Thank you for letting us stay with yes, you guys Yes, thank again. you so much for letting us dirty but, wombats stay in your house. But we didn't even get any trick-or-treaters either. No. That's weird. Well, they had their porch light off, too. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's part of it. I didn't... I was waiting for kids. I was waiting for those little kids to show up and be like, all right, what you got? What you dressed up as? Another Elsa? Another Elsa? Girl, that movie came out like 10 years ago. Come up with something else. So, a couple years ago, do you remember when um, we had trick-or-treat? When we just moved into the house, the first year we had a a Halloween here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had trick-or-treaters, and this little trick-or-treater, we dressed up our cats as teeny tiny toys. So, they had the little... like Beanie Babies. Yeah, they had the... Beanie Baby Tags. They had the little Beanie Baby Tags on their collar, and so they were like... At that point, it's like we had only had them for a few months, so they were very curious when we opened the front door... Mm-hmm. and do you remember that little boy that was like can i pet your cat and then you were like sure I was like sure and i turned and around so, to pick him up <laughs> kevin turned around to pick him up inside the house me and Brittany were on the couch watching a movie and kevin had just gotten up to give the trick-or-treater some candy so we, it was like the lights were on like we were just chilling this little kid just walks across our living room all the way like 
almost back into the house to fucking pet the cat three times and then run out the door. And I was like it? looking at Kevin like, dude, is his mom out there? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's such a little kid thing to do, too. Uh, but so somebody's going to fucking kidnap him. Yeah, that's true. Child. And I go. haven't seen that child since then. <gasps> so what happened? Oh, my God. A conspiracy. No, hopefully he's okay. He's okay. And he's just doing online learning. He is. Because as of last week, Oklahoma is all online learning now because our COVID cases are so fucking high. Mm-hmm. Because nobody wears masks. Oh, my God. It's their opinion. Yes. the When we were staying with my cousins, uh, probably like 20, 25 minutes away from where we live. Maybe not even that much. Like 19 minutes. Nobody wore masks over there because there's no mask mandate. And it's kind of like the country. And so they're just real redneck over there not really they're trash but yeah i get you they're trashy so trashy yeah (gasps) no a little bit my friend jade lives over there yeah but our friend jade is the epitome of beauty quen i think she's a quen yeah um so yeah as we mentioned maybe there's a new episode coming out later this month maybe not maybe a month from today i don't know depends on my mood um Anything else you wanted to mention? Yes. If it's 2020 and you're not eating ass, what are you doing? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is a family show. We fucking cuss during the whole episode. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like you right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Get him a prostate massager for Christmas. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I can Get stop the this gift recording. That keeps I can on stop, giving. I can stop this recording. Get the gift that keeps on giving. Anyway, follow us, follow us on um instagram uh thanks for listening follow us on instagram as i mentioned follow us on twitter i'm sorry i completely lost my place thanks for listening please follow us on instagram at guest spooky podcast and on twitter at guest spooky pod also email us any story suggestions or your own scary stories at guest spooky podcast at gmail.com special thanks to taylor turner for the artwork and kyle fields for the intro music don't forget to tell someone you love how much they mean. What? How much they mean Don't to you. Don't forget to tell someone you love how much they mean to you. <laughs> yeah. it's Well, as I mentioned, Spooky Month is over. So we're no longer kiss spooky. We're, we're being we're, thankful. We're get thankful. But we're not Period. doing Thanksgiving. Fuck that. Period. Indigenous get like thankful. death day. That's Indigenous death day. Isn't November um, Indigenous People's Month? Yes, indigenous it's People's Indigenous Heritage. People's Month. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Fuck all those motherfuckers. Me and my homies, we hate Christopher Columbus. Bye-bye. Um, anything else? Bye. <laughs>